0: Episode fifty-seven of Shaylen on Batman. Since two thousand six, we've been reading our next uh, guest reviews on IGN Film Force. His reviews have been a staple of our lives since he's been reviewing those films. His honest and candid reviews have been one of the few journalists that you can trust since he's been working at IGN. Please give a big, warm welcome to uh, Jim Stacks, Bavida.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate coming on.
0: Thank you so much. Usually when we, when we do, uh, when we ask guests, like our first question, we ask, like, wh- how are you introduced to the character of Batman? Was it the 66 TV show? Was it Burton's Batman? Or did you pick up a comic when you were a kid?
1: Um, it's kind of twofold. Uh, one, I mean, the Adam West TV show and, you know, Super Friends, but... When I was a little boy, I had a, uh, a leg disease and I was in the hospital a lot, uh, like, you know, basically three years in and out of the hospital and my father would bring me in comics and, uh, some of them were Batman comics and they were in Spanish. Uh, I'm not Latino, but it didn't matter cause I was five years, you know, four years old and I couldn't read anyways. So I got <laughs> Spanish language Batman comics. And so I fell in love with the character through that and through, um, uh, through the Adam West TV series and super friends. And then, um, you know, I, I grew up in the 1980s. So that was kind of the, you know, that, that was when Batman started being really reappreciated by mainstream media. And, um, you know, when you're a kid and you see the Adam West show, you don't know it's camp. You're like, Oh my God! Batman is tied to this giant ice cream maker. How the hell did <laughs> you have a new pool on TV? You don't know. And and now, I mean, I, I really I think the show is pretty pretty brilliant, actually, in, in how they, you know, how kind of subversive it was, and just right. kind of how out there it was. But it definitely did do damage to that to that character for a long time. But I think now, the people who were 15 and angry around the time of the Keaton Batman movie until they saw it are now have a newfound appreciation for the Adam West version. And, and, you know, Adam West is now of course, you know, Mm -hmm. such an, such an, you know, an icon who's been kind of re-embraced by, you know, pop culture. So it's, it's, I feel like there's enough room there for everyone for different iterations of Batman. Yeah,
2: Every time I hear Adam West on family guy, it just cracks me up. He says the most like ridiculous stuff and, I'm like, Batman's saying that. That's awesome.
1: Have you guys ever seen him in person or met him? No, we, we haven't.
0: Not.
1: Yeah, I interviewed him. at. Uh, I had met him before at a convention, and then I interviewed him at Comic-Con last year for IGN. We have a live stream every year, and he came on, and <laughs> he is exactly... Exactly what you hope and expect him to be. He did everything except call me old chum. So <laughs> <laughs> great. So yeah, it was. And I have, um, uh, you know, they took a, you know, photos while we're on the live stream and stuff like that. So it's a still of me interviewing him, and I have it up here in my apartment. I'm like, of course, I'm hanging that. I'm, that that yeah. one's going up in the wall. Absolutely.
3: That's so awesome. So, how did you get your start at IGN? Can you give us the story of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had started, uh, uh, basically, I <laughs> I was screwing around at my temp job in the late 90s and and just hating it. Um, and, you know, the internet at that point in time, the, the online film community was really just kind of a burgeoning thing. And I had started my own site that was like a script review site. I was kind of basically doing what, you know, like um, Umberto Gonzalez did a few years ago i was kind of doing that like back in the late 90s early 2000s and that's kind of what got me on the map um and then ign uh hired me away as a full-time freelancer for six years and then and i just celebrated my 10th year anniversary as a full-time editor over there um last month and uh so yeah i started basically just (laughs) I'm <laughs> looking for a way to distract myself at my, my soul sucking temp job. And it just sort of led into I've kind of, my joke is I kind of forest gummed my way into this whole line of work, but I was a film uh, school graduate and um, uh, you know, I'm a writer and all that jazz. So it was, it was just sort of a lucky thing that the internet was that the online film community was just really starting to come into its own and the time that I started and I've been able to hold on to this bucking bronco of a thing for as long as I have.
0: Thank, uh, we want to, like, just say congrats on 10 years at IGN. Like I said, I've been reading – There's, there's when I was reading, like, kind of like – like reading reviews, since it was either Roger Ebert or your reviews. So, like, holy crap! Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even That's like today, the I, I would start with Ebert, but thank you. Yeah, like, 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 even like every day before I go see a film, I gotta look at the IGN score. If it's an eight point five, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in good hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's been a it's been a crazy it's been a crazy ten years. I mean, a, a lot has changed in this industry. I mean, when we when we started doing all this stuff, you know, geek culture was not mainstream culture and it was still right. frowned upon. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, the <laughs> I'm going to start channeling my inner Grandpa Simpson here. But, you know, <laughs> back then we were lucky that we had those Schumacher Batman films as much as they sucked, because <laughs> that was that was Batman. That's what you had or you had. Those Hulk TV movies, you know, that was as good as you were going to get to see Daredevil and Hulk and Thor all on screen, and um, you know, so it's it's. (laughs) I envy these kids today (laughs) with their MCU's and their DC (laughs) movies and all the stuff that they get to have that they're just going to take for granted. I mean, you have no idea how much it sucked back then. You know, know, Steel came out, and that was as good as you were going to get. Oh my
2: god! (laughs)
1: Oh man!
2: Uh, you mentioned that you went to film school. Where did you go to film school at?
1: I went to USC University of Southern California. I went to their uh, screenwriting program there. I did quite well. I, I I was graduated cum laude and I won a couple of their big awards. I won the Jack Nicholson Screenwriting Award. The wow. last undergraduate before me to win it was John Singleton for Boys in the Hood. What? And yeah, Damn. and then um, I won a few other ones, and then sort of life life took a turn my sister uh the day i landed home from college was diagnosed with cancer and i basically i stayed home uh i'm from boston and i stayed home to you know be with my family and basically i i you know i didn't end up going back out to los angeles for many years and i'd lost all momentum and if it wasn't really honestly for the internet um it that the internet the 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 fact that online movie sites had cropped up and in, in those years saved me years of punning the pavement, trying to make connections. And, uh, you know, now it's even more so, you know, people can just essentially come out of the woodwork, make a splash and, you know, get paid attention to. And it was, it really was a lifesaver. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I never want to have to go back to the job I used to have to work. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Internet. Yeah. So before we get, they going... did two. They, they good. They did two good things. Okay. Okay. They gave me a job, and okay, no, I won't say the other one because <laughs> this might be a family show, so I don't want to. Oh it's no!
0: Definitely not a family. Not show, a family okay? show. Wow. <laughs>
1: Anyhow. Anyhow.
0: <laughs> before we jump into like the Batman v Superman talk. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts on the Gotham television show is because we're all really critical of that television show and I think it's really an abomination of the character. So we're curious what you think of that show, Gotham.
1: I think it's a mess. I think it was, um, when it was first announced, I actually was quite excited because I, you know, and I wrote a piece for IGN about how this could really work and there are a lot of great, there are a lot of ways that show could have worked it could still work, but it's too far down the path of being neither kind of fish nor fowl at this point that I, I don't think it's recoverable. Um, it's become, I, I still watch the damn thing. I, I, I don't know why. Uh, I, part of it is just work in case, I you know, I just have to be oppressed of these things in case there's something to talk about. But, you know, I the, the one thing about Gotham recently that I've appreciated is at least finally... I have my live-action Hugo Strange. We're waiting years for that guy to show up. And, like, finally, okay, and I I like B.B. Wong and what he's doing with that. But I feel like, you know, right now the worst thing about Gotham really is Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon. And it's a shame because they should be the best things about that show. And it's not the actors. It's everything. All my issues with that show have been the writing and sort of these – just knee-jerk kind of decisions and all that stuff with Barbara Keene was just just horrific. It was so yeah. stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. When we had Greg Rucka on, and when we talked about his Gotham Central, we asked him, "Have you been paying attention to the Gotham show?" And he's like, "No." Like he he what he'd even say is like, "I don't I don't want to watch it because I'm afraid I'm going to hate it," just because everything that he's heard of the television show. So, I mean,
1: um, I'll, I'll give the show this. It's at least given. Uh, A live action representation, for good or for worse, of of characters that haven't had that before, like Harvey Bullock or, you know, uh, Leslie Tompkins and Hugo Strange. I think it's it's suffered from the you know, I'm not the only one that said this, but the, the, the fact that they feel like they have to shoehorn in every villain that has existed, you know, and right. At a certain you know, I'm waiting to, to to see like, you know, teenage Bane show up. <laughs> <You> well <know, but laughs> you know that's gonna happen. At yeah. this point they're doing uh, everyone else, so Balloon yeah, man. I have a feeling it's gonna at some point somebody's gonna end up in some hole in the ground prison and there he'll be, you know. And
0: young Bruce in the hole in the ground.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> why not? You know, we'll meet again or what?
0: <laughs> For the first uh, time we meet again.
3: I can already but, see. It. You know,
1: at least at least with the Joker stuff, they did do a misdirect. Um so I don't know. I I, I feel like that show the ones I don't want to say the word smart, but the one interesting choice that they've made recently was that to deviate from Canon enough to kill off, say, somebody like Saul Moroni And, you know, maybe they should just say to hell with it and just throw Canon out the window and just make it up as they go and and you know just play fast and loose with it because at this point they're they're it's not a batman show and yet it's not a batman show like i i I just i don't know what exactly they're they want this show to be anymore and i don't think they ever quite figured that out
2: i feel like that's the only way they could really redeem any aspect of that show is to throw all the anything that anyone knows about those characters mm-hmm. out the window. And like you said, just kind of take it its own direction.
3: And it's
0: so weird that everything over with the Berlanti verse, like, you know, you have flash arrow legends of tomorrow, mm-hmm. even Supergirl was, for the most part works really well. And it's strange that they have a, you know, they have the Gotham central that they could just like trope every storyline from Instant that gold yeah. from that and just make a great show out of it. And they just don't, it's, It's really doing a disservice to the fan community who really loves, who would love to see a Gotham central television show.
1: I I think one mistake that they made was possibly setting the show when they did maybe having it be several years after the Waynes have been killed. Maybe Bruce Wayne is in his late teens or even early twenties. you said it that much closer to when Batman shows up. So if you do have a Mister Freeze or a Joker, a proto kind of Joker showing up, it's not like okay, now we're going to spin our wheels for the next fifteen years until this guy becomes Batman. You know, it, you know, making it so tied to who killed the Waynes at this point does anyone really care who killed the Waynes? No. You know,
0: at this <laughs> at this point, it's like please just stop showing me that. Can you can you just stop making the show? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I mean, it, the show hasn't been, you know, it, it's definitely dipped a lot in terms of ratings and, and sort of just even the fact that yeah, even amongst like IGN, it's not as it's not as popular a show as it was very early on in the first season. I mean, you know, other shows do far better for our audience than Gotham does. But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting predicament because, you know, everyone loves Batman and Batman, everyone follows Batman. And yet I cannot find anyone who actually still really likes the show. Even even the most casual Batman fans have some very set opinions. The people I find who like the show the most are people who never, never gave a damn about Batman, right. don't know the canon, yeah. and really just watch it for the hell of it because maybe they've heard of Mr. Freeze or... Know, penguin or something but you know it feels like that show belongs to them more than it does to anybody who you know cares about those characters and that mythos
2: that's a good way to look at it um i think we got one more here before we get into the batman versus superman stuff um how excited are you for mark hamill and kevin conroy to be reprising the roles as joker and batman in the killing joke animated film
1: coming up you know, we were, <laughs> we we're actually talking about it at work a little earlier. I I'm, I, I guess it, maybe I'm going to be a little controversial. Yeah. I kind of wish they had cast other people. Really? I feel like it's, I, you know, those guys own those roles. I get it. They're iconic. Um, but I feel like for Killing Joke, it almost feels like a one-off. You could have, it feels a little safe for, for a Batman story that wasn't technically safe at least it wasn't when it came out it's been definitely those bones have been picked over a lot in the years since but i remember when that came out it was a huge deal it was very i won't say controversial but it definitely made its mark and i felt like if you're going to tell this story it, it feels a little too safe a little too easy to cast these two guys but you know it's it's a bit too much fan service but you know people are definitely going to watch it because they want to see these uh, hear these two guys bring these characters to life again but i just felt like it could have been if you're going to essentially do this as a one off you could have shaken it up and maybe gotten two different you know name actors or whatever to lend their voices to it just a thought
0: right would you okay let's get going on the like bvs talk and some dceu talk would you have preferred a solo batman film prior to BBS or a proper s- sequel to Man of Steel before they made Batman v Superman?
1: No, actually, I think I-, I was always on board with a Batman Superman movie. I just didn't think that they would have them fighting for as long and as bitterly as they, they appear to have have, have have set it up. I mean, I-, I always thought a Batman Superman movie would have been great, but I, I thought the-, the conflict between them would just be sort of a preamble and then it would lead to more of a, uh, I don't want to say buddy picture because that suggests something incredibly lightweight. But, you know, the the marketing for this movie, and I'm, I'm seeing it later this week for the press junket. Um, nice. The marketing has been very like, uh, there's one thing about it that really is stuck in my craw. And I'm one of the few people uh, in the scene that, you know, in, in the immediate scene that I deal with, who's still really, you know, holding out hope for this movie. I want it to work. Now, obviously I love Batman and I want this thing to work, but um, when Superman turns to him in that one clip, he's like, consider this mercy. What the hell did he do to you? <laughs> like, he's really pissed off, consider this mercy. i think like, that seems so out of character for that that character for superman that i think it it you know by by virtue of superman not seeming like superman everything that that batman is doing in there seems heightened to the point of almost caricature and i feel like that's kind of the concern that a lot of people have is that it's it's become almost over the top in the we're going to just friggin' destroy each other and it's like what happened man like how much what did exactly did he do to royally piss you off so much superman? <laughs> there's part of me that almost would have liked to have seen it played a little more tongue-in-cheek where superman is just oblivious to batman like not liking him he said oh my god you don't have any superpowers you built all that yourself. You're amazing, man. And Batman's just like, I'm going to destroy you. You're a threat. He just doesn't <laughs> get it, you know? doesn't get that this guy's actually like his biggest fan. But yeah, I think a, a Batman Superman movie, um, you know, they, as you guys, I'm sure, well, know they were trying to do that 10 years ago. So it's always yeah. been something that's been in Warner Brothers' back pocket. Um, and I get the, I get uh, kind of thematically the idea behind the movie, you know, you're, if you're following up on Man of Steel, and people were so sort of aghast at the, I mean, I wasn't as much as others, but so sort of aghast at the sheer destruction at the end of that movie, that now you have to, you have to deal with that as a narrative. But I just feel like, I really hope that the movie isn't 110 minutes of them hating the crap out of each other, <laughs> two minutes of them saying. Oh, you know what? I guess that was Lex Luthor. You're all right, buddy. <laughs> five minutes of them hanging out with Wonder Woman, and then it's all like, you know, stay tuned for Justice League. That's my fear is that the movie is going to be just this kind of overwrought, sort of, you know, th- this sort of overwrought and under, um, underwhelming sort of conflict between these two guys until you know the home stretch. I want to ask you guys a question if you don't mind. Yeah. What no did you guys think of the trailer where they revealed Doomsday? Ooh. Did that spoil it for you? Actually, we like no. We like, uh there?
2: we were the one we had uh El Mambe on our podcast when uh it was first found out that Doomsday was going to be in the movie. So we actually already knew. So, it was kind of a, uh, we, were, we were, all three of us were excited for it, really, we're we were expecting it and
0: wanting to see it. And there was, there was some, like, is, it, is Doomsday actually going to be in it, or is it going to be Metallica? Because nobody had heard, like, obviously Lex was in the film, but nobody had heard who that other villain was, so until we saw it, we are kind of like, is it going to happen? Or are they going to show, like, Doomsday? And then when we finally saw him, we are like, holy shit, it's Doomsday. We're finally going to see Doomsday, like, face off against Superman.
1: Do you guys think, I'm just curious, nerd to nerd here, do you guys think, uh will, would they possibly kill Superman in this movie? Well, and Justice League is about sort of like their search for Spock, about sort of bring him back because man. there's a grave threat to the world sort of thing.
0: I, I'm interested to see if that happens as well, because we've seen like in some of the trailers or some of the footage, like there's like a funeral sequence. And in that, and I remember seeing like a like some leaked photos with Bruce at a funeral with a bunch of people and no Henry Cavill on set. So maybe if that's the if that's the case, I'd be I'd be kind of surprised that they were already going to shoot their wad with that right. before a Man of Steel sequel.
1: Well, I uh, frankly I don't think we're ever going to get a Man of Steel sequel. <laughs> uh, I I just I, Henry Cavill is a nice guy. I've met him a couple of times. But I feel like he has not been given... I feel like he's been done a bit of a disservice and he's also a little bit wooden. Um, I liked Man of Steel, but I felt like he didn't feel like Superman until me to me until those scenes where he's like, it's not an S. And he cracked a bit of a smile. Like, I want to see more of that. And so right. far, everything... I've seen from BVS has been the exact opposite. It's true. And I've never seen anybody seem so miserable being the most powerful, good natured person in the world.
0: Right.
2: You
1: know, like enjoy it, man. Come on, you're super mad.
2: I just find it hard to believe that, that they would go, they would go so far as to take out like one of them, like probably the most popular hero in, the justice league when they're having the justice league movie come out but i also see like you say how it would uh how would it how it would bring excitement to the whole universe like how the justice League's gonna try to avenge superman or something mm-hmm. like that
1: well yeah i mean they, it, my one guess and i don't think they'll actually really go through with the whole death of superman that or they'll they'll do the the Classic BS kind of fake out of like, oh he's dead. No, he's not. He's back. Surprise! Star Trek into Darkness thing. Oh, sorry, spoiler. (laughs) You know that kind of that kind of fake out thing where he's kind of redeemed somehow, and it's a cheat. But think about it though: if they killed Superman or he's incapacitated, some some something happens, and then this big cosmic threat is coming. You sure as hell would appreciate this guy from another world yeah. a lot quicker. You're like, oh, I just got the human fish, uh, the Greek goddess, and the guy, the speed dude, and I have gadgets. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> you know, like I, I was really wow. I, I really should have like pulled dialed it back back and tried to kill that guy from another planet. It doesn't seem all that bad. No. Like, we could always I get John Peter Peters and I'm the shot. Ground, you know.
0: Well, maybe at the end of this film that he he has a kid with Lois and leaves for
1: six years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just watched her again recently. Actually, I was on you know uh, HBO Go, you no, know, it's a it's a it's a sweet movie. But man, did they write themselves into a corner with that? Like, and, and that's another one where I felt like nostalgia sort of blinded them to basic narrative concerns of like, okay, they if you give superman a kid what are you going to do from here on out is it going to be superman and Superboy? is it essentially does it become like this kind of domestic comedy where it's like you know he's making breakfast for them in the morning and using his heat like what what are you kind of thinking what like what was the long-term game plan for doing that and i also think it's too much in you know, I grew up with the Christopher Reeve movies. He's, he is Superman to me. He'll always be that. And I love all those movies, even the shitty ones. But, you know, Brandon Routh was probably, it was probably too much, too tied to those films. And as somebody who's worked in journalism for years, there is no way you're the front page flipping reporter for essentially the New York Times at the age of 27. And you've been gone from your job for six years. Like, that ain't happening <laughs> You're going to be working on their website from the, you know, like the 5 p.m. to 2 in the morning shift, updating, like, press releases. You're not getting anywhere near that front page. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of my, like, I always just had these real-world things kind of invaded where I'm like, oh, that's bull. That, <laughs> that's not going to happen.
0: My biggest complaint with Man of Steel wasn't the destruction. It was I wanted to see more of the Daily Planet Clark. And you only got like a 30 second taste of that at the end of the film. That was my biggest. I, I like, did like
1: that, that line at the end of it, but I was talking with some of the guys that, at work today and yeah, we were talking about sort of, you know, from the clips that we've seen from BBS, there does not seem to be any differentiation in the character of, of Clark Kent from the character of the public guys. I, I should say of Clark Kent to Superman. And, I, you know, it seems like they've gone kind of backwards to almost like the George Reeves thing where, okay, just put on the glasses and nobody will know you're Superman. As opposed to you know something that Christopher Reeves and, and Donner invented, but it was brilliant in, in terms of like, yeah, you wouldn't probably look twice at this guy because even though, yes, he kind of looks like Superman, he carries himself so differently, you don't even pay attention to him. He just seems like a schmuck. You look the other way and it's... Whereas you look at Harry Cavill and he's a square jawed, handsome dude and like a sharp looking outfit right. wearing his, his designer glasses. And you're like, hey, you're just friggin' Superman. Jimmy Cavill figured like, it
0: out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing
1: to differentiate you from the other guy except you're using less hair oil. <laughs> okay. Can I say something that's a really weird kind of quirky thing that bugs me about his superman of and it's course. actually it's a little personal but i'm sorry but his hairline's really receded man like, <laughs> like the jack nicholson and I'm like, uh, i don't quite buy that on superman and then you see him now and he's like now he's got the Jude Law thing where he's holding on to that forelock. <laughs> whenever they have him out there doing BBS stuff, he's got like a rug on as Superman. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> we've gone there now. Not, I feel bad saying that. It sounds really petty and all that, but it, it's, it, it irks me. It irks me a little bit. you know. Like I'm just used to Superman having that big, you know, split plain, curl. healthy looking head of hair. and Now every time I look at him, I'm like, man, that it's almost back to your neck. Man. It's a lot of forehead.
3: <laughs> he's got some plugs that.
1: there.
0: Superman has yeah. an A head.
1: Yeah, it's just, well, you know, he's human after all.
0: <laughs> I uh, blame
1: the Codex. It's all that. All the genes and contaminants. Look at his father. He had plenty of parents.
3: So, speaking of uh, the build-up to Justice League, It was recently announced that J.K. Simmons is going to be playing the role of Commissioner Gordon in the movie. What are your thoughts on that? Where does he
1: fit? You know what? (laughs) It's an interesting pick. I I like him. Um, I'm going to stick with the whole hair loss thing here. (laughs) I hope that Commissioner Gordon is bald. (laughs) I want him to have the stash and the glasses and just make him smoke. I know you're not supposed to in movies anymore, but... I I think a bald, older Commissioner Gordon who just doesn't give a damn anymore would actually be really interesting. It would be a nice kind of, uh, it would would change him a little bit from the Gary Ullman Gordon, Mm -hmm. who I really do feel like was the definitive Gordon. Like he is, I look at him and I'm like, oh yeah, man, he's read out of the comics I read growing up. Um, But I think J.K. Simmons is interesting. I think, I hope he kind of, downplays it and doesn't play it for sort of any sort of comedic value he does have an everyman quality and it would be interesting to see him use that in a movie where everybody is going to be six foot something and ripped you know and just you're the human face here man you're you're the regular guy that the rest of us can relate to and um i'm sure you guys have probably heard those rumors about jenna malone maybe being barbara gordon yes um what do you guys think of what if she is commissioner now and he's like retired, and well, basically he has to come out of retirement to sort be, of like advise on the case?
0: That'd be interesting. When she was when it was first announced that she was cast, like I kind of got that Alan Yendell kind of vibe from her just from her yeah, look. Right? Yeah. So that's what I thought she was. And then like the rumors like on the set was that she may be Barbara. But if she was the new. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon, like that Batman Beyond kind of Commissioner Gordon, I'd be so excited, because they're huge Batman Beyond fans.
1: I think it makes sense, though, that you would want to do something where you could tie into the history of that character, um, or, you know, the the shared history of Batman and, and the Bat family, if you will. Uh, hopefully there's a scene where he goes to visit the grave of Ace the Bat-Hound. <laughs> you, know, That's awesome. um, you know, that that there's a way to sort of... I think that's a nice cheat, if you will, between Robin's sort of like the dead Robin costume thing uh, to acknowledge that there was a time where you know, the full on superhero stuff happened. and But you don't have to kind of run the risk of something looking completely cheesy or having the Batman and Robin shot of Batman, Robin and Batgirl all lined up together <laughs> like You can kind of skip all that and just leave it to the imagination. I think that is a smart choice on their part, and it's a safe choice. I think at the end of the day, you know that Batman had a Robin at some point, whether it was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd. I don't think it really matters. But, you know, this guy got killed. He feels bad about it. And the SOB who killed him is still out there and still, you know, will will become active now thanks to the Suicide Squad movie.
0: Awesome. Uh, do you think that it was a mistake not to have Gordon in Batman V? I know, like, obviously there's a million characters in Batman V, Superman, of Justice already. But Do you think it was a mistake not to have his characters since it seems like they're kind of really influenced heavily on um, the Dark Knight Returns?
1: I wonder if they haven't gone back and, like, you know, one, one thing I, I, I wonder about is did they perhaps – How long ago was he really cast? I mean, just because something is reported on doesn't mean it just happened. Right. It means it was finally, like, let out. So is it possible that they could have maybe shot that kind of, like, a variation on the Dark Knight Returns scene where Gordon and and Bruce are having drinks and he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, that used to be ginger ale or apple juice or whatever that line was? (laughs) Um, you know, that would be kind of cool to see, but I I don't think it doesn't really bother me that he wasn't in there. I've just been uh, under the assumption for like, geez, two years now that he was dead, uh, you know, that, I mean, that was a report and it kind of made sense in that line that Affleck says in the trailer where it's like, how many are left and you know, how many good people are left and that sort of, you know, you, everyone just kind of read into that. as like, oh, he's acknowledging that, you know, all his allies and friends are gone now. And it makes it kind of more, um, you know, it's kind of sad. He's alone and all this stuff. Like, he's got no allies left. And that's why he would need, ultimately, to, like, wise up and be like, hey, Superman, maybe you're not all that bad. I could kind of use help from you. Um, So if Gordon just quit or was, you know, mandatory retirement or whatever, I'm I'm sure that, you know, (laughs) there's right now, that's the least of my concerns about how they figure out where they're going forward from here is how does Gordon fit in? It's like right now I just want to make sure that the guy who is the king of the ocean somehow organically fits in with everything else that they've been doing in this, you know? And less than Aquaman, I'm actually, it's the flash that I'm kind of have a big question mark about. And it's not because of the TV show. It's really more because of, okay, if we're going to now live in a world where, it's one thing to say that there were just these other beings, these metahumans mm-hmm. that exist. They're essentially a different species. Uh, but now we're getting into the realm of, well, lab accidents can change. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's... Right. I, you know, it's, it's it'll be curious to see in, in if the rumors are true that they're just not going to address the origins of these guys. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder, like... All right. Well, I I guess you're just you're going all in at this point. Even Marvel, not not to bring. I know you guys probably don't want to say the M word. <laughs> right? um, Every once but, in a while, you know, they they have been baby stepping it up to, um, the inclusion of other like the way that they they worked up to Avengers two to to bring in some beings like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. You know, mm-hmm. they they've yeah. been trying to justify why people have these abilities, whether they're aliens or it was a you know uh World War II experiment or whatever. And now DC is just like F it. We <laughs> go all in, throw it out by accident, in. alien, uh demigod, and a man fish. We're set. We're good. <laughs> and Ben Affleck. <laughs> <And> because <laughs> somebody has to be tall. Soul. You know?
2: Um we kind of hinted on it earlier, we touched at it a little bit, but um do you feel like there's like a like an underground movement kind of like journalists that are just kind of bashing the Batman v Superman film talking about how the,
1: who wanted to fail. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, what do do you, I mean, I think it, look, it's a, um, I've been around the block long enough to see that every year there's some project that's announced that, for some reason, whether it's the, basically the playground mentality or the prison yard mentality, it gets singled out, and it's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And that is, it's happened every year that I've done this job. I've seen it happen. I think, though, that in this case, you know, some, some of the journalists that have been very vocal against this movie, I, I, I do think they legitimately just don't like what they've seen. They don't like Zack Snyder. That don't like the style they don't like the self seriousness of it um and you know maybe they'll end up being right maybe the movie doesn't work but i do feel like they have made up there there is a large contingent of people who've already made up their mind that they don't like this and um you know i'm not singling devin Fraci out because I, I think he's a very good writer and he's he certainly has opinions that he can you know largely back up with a lot of stuff and he did make a point the other day, like he just doesn't like the aesthetic of the DC universe so far between Man of Steel, BBS, Suicide Squad. And I think he articulated something that perhaps other critics of uh, the DC, the new DC movie universe haven't quite been able to articulate, which is maybe they just don't like the style or the vibe of it, you know? And, and if that's the case, then... You know, it's a legitimate grievance, but I, I feel like they they're in a kind of a no-win scenario because if you make it too much like Marvel, then you are a pale imitation. Right. Well, yeah. And if you go too far in the other direction, in the other direction, then you you just look like you're alienating what has become oddly enough sort of a, a the pendulum is swung the other way when uh let's say six years ago seven years ago the idea of doing a tongue in cheek superhero movie was not in vogue. I mean, that's why the Nolan movies clicked with so many people was they're taking it seriously. And now it's swung back the other way where it's like, why is it being taken so seriously? And these are, and and this kind of criticism is coming from, you know, a lot of fans too. And I'm like, I remember the days when you would have been happy to have had a serious comic book <laughs> movie. I was in the movie theater when we saw the Batman Roots. <laughs> <laughs> you remember these things. So I, I, I do feel like it's just going kind to of swung the other way now where people, you know, look at the success of Deadpool where it's something that's very meta and very tongue in cheek. It's, you know, it's, it's violent and all that, but you know, it, I do wonder about the timing of BVS that maybe it was the right idea at the wrong time, but we'll, we'll have to see how the, the movie works. Maybe the marketing is playing up the sort of the darkness of the movie. And once you actually are watching it, it's far more, um, uh, more of like an adventure film than, than it's letting on, but I don't know. I mean, I'll know more later this week. Uh, I, I probably won't be able to talk about the movie until next week. I don't have an actual Review embargo date, but my hunch is that it's going to be early next week. Um,
2: I can't imagine anyone would want to talk to you if you were the only one of your friends that had seen it. anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: you know what? <laughs> at a certain point, I feel like at this part of the problem with the movie too is that you got to remember it was announced what, like Comic Con 2013? Was it? so long ago. It, it's yeah, it's had. It's been around so long that everything, man, that they, they have pecked over every bone in that yeah. body at this point. And you know, look, I'm, I'm including myself here. I've, I've I've clocked in a lot of hours talking about this movie so far, and so I do feel like because of the lengthy production and post-production process, it has it has allowed the movie to been hung out there to for critical. Um, analysis and in some cases evisceration far longer than you know other uh movies that that compete with it you know like civil war hasn't been under the magnifying glass half as much as bvs has because it's they friggin just made it last year you know it hasn't taken two and a half years and had the release date pushed and all that so you know in some ways I, i feel like it if they had just gotten the thing out the door sooner, it might be a different vibe around the movie, but I don't know.
0: Right. Well, Man of Steel was kind of pushed back too. And then there's that, then like it was announced and they're like, they push it back and everyone, I remember like that week, everyone was freaking out. Oh my God, is this movie happening? Is Affleck mad mad at the writer, which was Goyer at the time? Like now he's bringing his own writer. What's going on? So it's been kind of like, I think
1: that may have been more, um, I I don't, I think that was probably a far more benign situation than people think. I mean, Goyer has, yeah, he had, uh, what was it, Da Vinci's Demons, and, you know, he's got a lot of coals in the fire, and even getting him involved, you guys remember this, like with the Nolan Batman films, he didn't really have time and a schedule, but, um, you know, know, Terrio already has a pre-existing relationship, Chris Terrio, with Warner Brothers, and the fact that, you know, I, I think it was Affleck just recently said, no, they already had Terry on board before I came on board. And knowing that he was working on the movie, you know, helped convince him that maybe, you know, this was the right fit for him and yada yada. So I, I do think it's just it's one of those things where Hollywood moves at a very deliberate pace and Warner Brothers more so than Marvel, because Marvel Marvel does one thing and they do it wonderfully, which is make Marvel movies. Warner Brothers doesn't have that luxury. Warner Brothers not only has to make DC movies, they have to make a wide variety of movies. They don't have a Kevin Feige. They have a, you know, a board of shareholders that they, you know, uh, shareholders they have to respond to. They have um, a lot of different uh, moving parts there that they have to placate. And Marvel, if, imagine if Marvel did have to, if, if it was really the Disney brass making the Marvel movies rather than Feige, it might not be as simple as it it seems where, you know, it's that one group of people who know exactly what they're doing and that's all they do. Mm -hmm. If Kevin Feige had to make Captain America, Civil War and Jungle Book and, you know, um, Star Wars, you know, (laughs) know, Finding Dory, you know, his (laughs) attention might be a little split. Maybe not all of them would work out. Okay. You know, It's just, they, they They have by virtue of focusing on that one thing and putting all their energy into it, yeah of course it's gonna it's gonna work because you you know what you're doing you you're a fan of the material and you get it I think the d c movies everyone has said this they need their Feige, but I don't know who that is I mean I think they're they're trying to bank on the filmmakers they're trying to bank on like nolan they were trying to bank on Snyder but even Marvel, like you can't really bank on the director. You have to bank on a kind of a creative overlord, you know, because Marvel has gone through what Favreau, Whedon, the Russos, there'll be somebody after them, you know, like they've had a a turnover and sort of these creative filmmakers that come in kind of set the tone and then they get burned out or they get replaced and then somebody else comes in. But there's always Feige, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why all their movies look and feel and kind of sound within universe, you know, and DC needs somebody like that. But I just don't know who you get. You'd have to find somebody who just friggin knows this material. Basically, what I'm saying is they need to hire me <laughs> yeah. Here, Perfect. first. is my sales pitch. I'll do it. We'll get Fine. it out there. Start asking. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll work off the salary. I'll come in. Fun.
2: I'll rally for that. Yeah, let's get this. Let's get this. Start hashtag. the campaign now. Yeah.
1: Give me a cool hashtag. Yeah, man. We'll do it.
2: Hashtag stacks directs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Start hashtagging that, guys. Hurry up. Let's go. That's right. Stacks direct should happen. <laughs>
0: So far, the Batman universe has been the new. This new Batman universe has been littered with four Academy Award winners. You have uh, obviously you have Affleck, J.K. Simmons, Jeremy Irons, and uh, shit. I don't know the last one. Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Do you think Affleck has a lot to say behind the scenes when it comes to these actors? Because it seems like like obviously he just you know he said like you know like Terrio, was kind of brought on board before he was, but it seems like a lot of the things that are going on behind the scenes, it seems like Affleck has to have some sort of influence on. Would you Would you agree? Disagree with that?
1: I think I think you know. Look, they Warner Brothers has always been a a filmmaker talent driven studio. They want to keep people within their family. That's why they've been able to hold on to Clint Eastwood for like um, a millennia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, like and, yeah, and they try to keep Nolan in there, and you know they there's been a little shakiness there, you know he did kind of dip his toe in the water with Paramount a bit, but they they Warner Brothers likes to keep people in the family, and they' like to keep them happy um the the then head of Warner Brothers, who is now <laughs> oddly enough, he now runs disney um is uh you know it said this to me in an interview, he's like, yeah, we're a, we we." we want people to stay in the family. This is our goal. We want to work with them because we know that they can provide us with stuff that will make us money and we'll be proud of. So I do think it's in their interest. And I do think they're they're certainly heeding Affleck. They want to keep them happy. Can you imagine the headlines and the amount of pieces all of us would end up doing if Affleck backs out of doing another batman oh my god uh, like they, you, nobody wants that headline they, no. you know they'll they'll do what he wants and frankly he kind of he's he, i you know he could probably be looking at this as like look this is six years of my life that could buy me the next 20 you know yeah. he's he's he and i are about the same age and i can tell you you don't want to be running around and doing more than you have to when you're 43 years old, then is absolutely positively necessary. You're not ancient, but you feel every ache and pain a lot more than you did 10 years before. So for him to be playing a very physical Batman at that point in time, like I think they've got a, about a good six years with him. And then he's like, no, no more, you know, please for the love of God. I want to go sit down <laughs> and get fat and direct movies.
2: <laughs> so, um, speaking about Affleck being Batman and everything, do you think that in the upcoming solo Batman movies that they will have Ben Affleck directing those movies? And if not, who do you think would fill that chair?
1: I, I would love to see Affleck do it. I, I think I think I mean it's really amazing how he has become such a, a respected filmmaker. I mean, you know, Twelve years ago, Gili and Ranger Games, everything. The guy was a joke, and Paycheck. this guy turned the ship around. Like yeah. he is for real. You know, he, it really is very um, inspiring in a way. Like this guy was a, the 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 butt of a lot of jokes, and now he has earned respect, and he has proven himself at the box office. And you want to respect somebody like that? I think he would be a very interesting way to go. I like. He does get uh, character-driven stories that that also have a pulse to them, and he can do action, and I think he would be great. But if they couldn't get him, I would almost rather them see them do something, get a little daring the way Marvel has. Maybe get somebody like uh, Gareth Evans, the guy who did The Raid, have him do a Batman movie. You know, let's say Affleck is like, look, man, I got a lot of things I'm trying to juggle here. Maybe this isn't the best fit for me. I'll I'll have a huge creative hand in this, and I'll essentially be a ghost director. But, you know, let's give the bulk of it over to somebody else. I think somebody like that, somebody who has got that kind of ground level, visceral kind of aesthetic, uh, like Gareth Evans or. You know, uh, I'm sure there's other people. In A weird way, actually, I would rather almost James Wan do a Batman movie really? than a no, not Batman wow. movie. You know, yeah. especially after seeing Furious Seven, like you know, see something, see somebody like that come in and, and kind of just make it a big, fun set piece thing. Um But yeah, I don't know. I, I, hopefully, they'll have Affleck do it, but I can't see him doing more than one of them. Right. I think, I think what you'll see. And I don't know if you guys were going to ask this, but let's say let's let's talk worst case scenario. Let's say that BVS isn't all that a bag of potato chips. And it does, let's say, roughly the same business, maybe a little more than Man of Steel, which for Warner Brothers is a loss because they need those bragging rights of saying we made a billion dollar movie. Marvel's got three of them. They they, it has to make a billion. It has to if it doesn't. Believe you me, everyone will be writing about how this is not good, and somebody at Warner Brothers is going to lose their job, maybe several people. Yeah. But that being said, like they they need to um, they would need to you know take the Affleck Batman because he is the biggest star in there, and I bet you if they will start to reshape that slate. Um, not quite maybe the extent that, you know, Drew McQueen was suggesting when, when he ran his stuff a few weeks ago, but maybe even more of sort of like the way Batman was in like Batman and the outsiders, where he's this sort of mentor figure to other heroes, or even like Batman brave and a Bull, where he's teamed up with somebody, but they'll use him as their sort of anchor for the time being the way Marvel has done for like six years with Downey's Iron Man. Even if it's just showing up in somebody's movie, like, in Captain America Civil War, having him pop up here and there. Like, you know, they'll do something like that because they know Batman is, Batman's your safe bet and Affleck is Affleck. And they'll try and figure out and hope to God that some of the other characters pop. But I, if if BVS doesn't work, I, I'm, I'm with Drew and some of the other people feel like you probably won't see Superman again outside of JLA
3: interesting interesting i like how you brought up the point about using ben Netflix batman as an anchor almost because yeah. like i almost felt like that's why he's in the suicide squad movies just kind of bringing that big name to the movie that interests people even more than it already would have before
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it, hey it doesn't hurt right to see batman pop up in that trailer if even for a minute you're like oh wow um i mean I, i'm not the first one to speculate this but wouldn't be surprised if Will Smith's Deadpool and Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker and Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn all end up in a their own kind of a, another movie together for uh, whether it's a Suicide Squad follow up or it's a uh, a more Batman centric film. But I think they're gonna. I think none of those other movies. Including Aquaman, including Flash, and certainly Cyborg and Green Lantern are set in stone. They might have release dates, but those are just release dates. You can plug in any other movie into that date. They're just staking a claim, marking their territory like dogs, you know, <laughs> and saying, This is ours, man. Go find your other go find another hydrant. That's mine. <laughs>
0: There there have been rumors floating around that George Miller once was attached like the sequel to Man of Steel and like he was on the set of Suicide Squad allegedly and now there's another rumor that he is producing the the Justice League film. Do you think that they're trying to plug him in to uh produce Justice League so uh so that he goes and directs Justice League 2 and Snyder goes and potentially directs Man of Steel 2? Do you think that's why they're trying to snag him? I think
1: no, I think what they would probably be doing is looking for somebody to assume the duties, and and Snyder would walk away. Um, You know, look, Snyder's Snyder's done what he can for them. He's he's going to have done three DC movies for them. That's a lot to ask of any filmmaker. Um, You know, maybe he wants to go do other things. Maybe he should just go and do other things, depending on how this film turns out. But, um, you know, George Miller is a beloved filmmaker. Everyone loved Fury Road. Uh, and you know, doesn't really have a gig lined up right now. Um, he he could be he could be a very interesting pick. Actors like him, he gets good performances. He, uh, you know, obviously likes this sort of mythologies, considering he almost did make that Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and how awesome would Megan Gale have been as Wonder Woman, huh? That
0: would have been pretty. That would have been awesome.
1: I, I talked to Army Hammer about. Uh, Wow, what five years ago? When when did uh, Social Network come out? Like it was like what two thousand ten or something. Two thousand nine, two thousand
2: ten. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: So I talked to him. There was like this Blu Ray dinner thing that they did, and um, and he wasn't, you know, he hadn't done anything really big outside of Social Network yet. But (laughs) like I cornered him at this thing, and he's trying to eat dinner with his wife. But he was a complete gentleman, and he just, yeah, he lit up when I just started asking him about Justice League and. Mm He, you could just see, like, he was like, oh, man, I wish you guys could see this. Like, he's like, by the time I put on the suit and the the cowl and he t- described what it looked like and everything, he was like, it was like, I was like seven feet tall and people were scared of me and it was awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to see this movie so <laughs> yes. bad. And, you know, so if Miller can bring any of that sort of excitement back to it, and, and frankly... You know, the goodwill that George Miller has gotten from Fury Road, Um, that could be a huge boost for DC, at least in terms of changing the fan conversation, because, look, Snyder is a, a divisive filmmaker. Not everyone likes his style. He, you know, some people are just there to sort of pass the torch to the next one. That could be him here. He could just be setting things up and. Miller can come in and take it to the next level. I mean, Marvel is down that. John favreau started the MCU. If you really want to, you know, if we didn't get a lot of press, but it was Favreau who started that. Um, and you know, now it's the Russos. And so yeah, there is that sort of passing the torch to at least this one phase. And and Miller could be a great pick for that, you know, and he could bring in a lot of class actors, he could you know, make the action fantastic. He could, even if he's just producing it, giving his sort of creative input, it could do a lot to like reinvigorate uh, the sort of divided fan community. Um, Especially if there's any sort of muted response to either BVS and or Suicide Squad. Um, Although I will say more people seem far more excited for Suicide Squad than they do for BVS, which is, Something, if you told me that two years ago, I'd have been like, really? That's interesting. Now, it just seems like there's more, although there are plenty of question marks about Leto's Joker, you know?
3: Where do you stand on that matter? Do you think Suicide Squad has the potential to be a more memorable and entertaining movie in the long run?
1: I think it's 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 got the potential to be a more unique uh, experience. I mean, um, anything where it's dirty dozen with comic book characters sounds really freaking cool but i mean so does batman and superman fighting and, and teaming up i mean now i'm not trying to disparage that film or, or like undercut it but it's I, I think there's just something there's just something different about the idea of these super villains and, and the movie where it's like well do is there any goodness in these guys like that's an interesting sort of Thing to explore and i think david air is an interesting pick for that movie i think i could have done a few less tattoos but right. you know that maybe said, not the grill well yeah well look if if it turns out that batman had punched all his teeth out then the grill was earned right if he just did it because <laughs> he was just trying to be gangster then eh, i don't know <laughs> but I did a set visit for Suicide Squad I'm under embargo, so I can't oh. really see anything, but um, hopefully over the next few months. But I liked what I saw on set, you know, I mean, it looks, there's some cool stuff, but you know, uh, to give it some perspective, uh, Green Lantern looked cool when we were on set. <laughs> True <laughs> <So> that. <laughs> never know. Never know.
0: That kind of like segues into our next question, because... Do you think that it's a mistake that they're not gonna like obviously like Justice League has been like cast most of like most of the characters, we're gonna see uh Aquaman, we're gonna see uh see Commissioner Gordon. But the one one character that I thought we would have been seeing it would have been the guy who carries that green ring around, Green Lantern. Do you think it's a mistake that they're not reintroducing that character in the first Justice League film?
1: I think that it's probably their area on the side of caution they might not know what they have yet. They might feel like, if if they feel shaky in any way with BVS, why exacerbate any concerns that might be there by the time this movie, JLA or Justice League, rolls around mm-hmm. by, by also including a character who is kind of synonymous with a, um, with flopping, it, you know, there was a long, you needed a long span of time before Deadpool could be cool again after X-Men Origins and it could be the same case here where by the time they finally do bring Green Lantern around it'll have been close to 10 years yeah. since that movie and nobody's going to give a damn anymore by then because hopefully by that point you'll have had several cool DC movies and everyone will have a more positive mindset about it uh, you know Whereas, if you, if you try to tag him on now with all the other question marks, where we haven't seen Aquaman yet, if we haven't seen Wonder Woman. You know, there's a popular Flash in TV, but they're using a different version, and there's just so many question marks. Why why add one more damn kind of mountain to climb here right. by putting him in there? Maybe it is for the best, just to let's just keep it to these guys and you know what you know most sequels they add avengers 2 or guardians 2 hey we get a new teammate look at this guy you know they'll do it then and and that could be fine
0: hopefully their new teammates peter jackson directing that green lantern film (laughs) it'd be
1: interesting except you know i just I don't want it to take eighteen months to get made.
0: Fair. Fair.
3: Oh, fair. Three different
1: endings, you know.
0: Doesn't <laughs> wing it like the Hobbit. Uh, you know, somebody we
1: were talking at work the other day that the the anticipation for BVS seems comparable to when the Hobbit was coming out. Where, yeah, I'll see it, but I'm not excited for it, and that's yeah. that concerns me because it's you would think you you know look at that close to the release of say star wars or even dark knight you know or dark knight rises it was a palpable i can't wait to see this and i'm not sensing that from a large percentage of the people i talk to or who contact me online um and the studio themselves seem a little muted in terms of how they're you know they're not they're not talking about it usually when somebody's stoked about a movie they're knocking down your door saying, right. "Let's. What can we? What will you do for us on this one? Or what can we do together?" Right. So I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I hope it works. I really do. I think, yeah, uh, um, you know, I'm rooting for Affleck, and and I'd like to see Wonder Woman uh, get the the due that she's deserved, and and that the DC universe starts off on a good foot. But you know, all I can do is go and see it and throw my two cents.
2: We hear you, man. James, it was really good having you on the show. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: So that'll do it for episode 57 with our special guest, Jim Vavita. But uh, before we get
0: out of here... We have something to talk about. A few things to talk about. So we are now a part of the Batman Film Podcast. We are proud members. That's not what it is. It's not. It's Batman Podcast Network. That's it. Yeah.
2: Yes, our good friends at Batman on Film. Uh, Jet has started the uh, Batman podcast network, which we are a part of,
0: not only along with, him, with
2: some other great podcasts uh, but, that I'm going to
0: stumble to look up while Justin talks. We have Temple of Geek, we have Batman the Animated Podcast, we have Holy Batcast, we have Fatman on Batman's a part of it, and the Dark, the Nightlight. So yeah, definitely just to is-
2: name a few. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on at Batman on Film and the uh,
0: Batman Podcast Network. So definitely give that a check. Uh, Make sure you're listening to those Batman podcasts or definitely Batman on Film Podcast and channeling a Batman podcast. (laughs) Yeah, those two are really important for sure. And then the other ones, you know, when when you get some free time fishing or, you know, skinning a deer.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Just listen to my Batman podcast. Yeah. You know, that's what I do when I skin deer. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But uh, what we really want to bring up, it's going to be a heavy hitter here. We're going to be uh, kind of going to be just beating this one into you guys for a while.
0: PodcastEmpireNetwork.com. Correct, sir. That's it. And www.shalenonbatman.com is still a part of us. That's still
2: there, but we're worried about www.podcastempirenetwork.com right now. Where can
3: I find that again?
2: www.podcastempirenetwork.com. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> awesome. Um, what podcastempirenetwork.com is is we decided that the only way to branch out and expand our little uh our little business, so you call it, um, is to make a Website that hosts many podcasts, and we have a couple new podcasts that are going to be coming out sometime within the next few weeks, actually.
3: We got Mouse and Joystick for, with Kyle Davis, and what's your co-host name? Uh, it's going to be myself hosting it, and my co-hosts are Michael and Noah. I'll have more information about that once we get there. I'll definitely uh, follow the Twitter page for that, which is uh, m and Underscore podcast. You have a Twitter page for it now? I got a Twitter for it.
2: <laughs> DM and a logo. Why don't you uh, break us down what M&J is going to be about a little bit? Uh, it's Michael like, Jordan?
3: It's the Michael Jordan podcast the whole time. That's what your logo is, isn't it? 23? Damn, I, was, I missed an opportunity there. You're going to get your balls <laughs> <up>. <laughs> But the, ba- the basic premise is it's not going to be a like weekly podcast or anything. It's going to be maybe bi-weekly or monthly. You're still trying to figure that out. But it's going to... We want to be your destination for gaming news and information about upcoming technology that's being developed or just first impressions on newer released games. So, if you're interested in that sort of stuff, definitely tune in. We'll be talking about it, answering fan questions of the sort. I think it's going to be a good time. And we also have Takeout Comics
0: uh, with Rihanna and Ken Gaines. Mm-hmm. So, definitely be checking that out. It's going to be uh, comic book based. Podcast where they go through the ins and the outs of the comic book industry, and I know they got a bunch of stuff coming up very soon, and I know Tom said that he, last time we talked he hinted at maybe a potential podcast. Are you willing to divulge any more information? um I'm not gonna lie. I'm having a little issue figuring out exactly the
2: what the uh content is gonna be mainly for my podcast. um I was thinking about doing an Aquaine Hunger Force podcast. But thinking about that long run seems kind of kind of difficult to achieve. It is okay to have an
3: end in sight.
2: <laughs> That's true, too. But uh, I don't know. I think it's just going to be kind of like a, a left field, comedical, kind of maybe point of view on cartoons and animated things. Or Pokemon? <laughs> or Pokemon. Could you do a
3: Pokemon-based podcast? I probably could at this Discover point. Discover all sorts of animated I'm shows. Like, I'm going to name Pokemon, Charizard, Bulbasaur. More Charizard. Mm-hmm. More Charizard. Uh,
0: I am, as well, potentially thinking about another podcast. Um, I'm thinking about it's doing... It's going to be Shailene on Batman without me and Kyle. No, it's... it's I've, I've been thinking about doing, like, a soundtrack. I'm a huge... I'm huge into, like, movie soundtracks. Yeah. So I've been thinking about how I would go about doing that. And, you know, I love, like... I listen to more movie soundtracks than I do, like, the radio or NPR or any anything with, like, actual lyrics. So, been, like, mulling that over. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe not. Maybe, I'm, look, I'd have to have a, a co-host because me talking about movie soundtracks for an hour, 30, 35 minutes, probably get pretty monotonous. So, thinking about that, mulling that over. So, potentially that'll happen. But definitely check out the Pen Network. We're at Penn Crew. Um and you can find Twitter. Yep. And we you can find uh find us at Channel, channel on Batman.com, at uh podcast Empire Network.com, find Tom at Batman Bass You can
3: find Kyle at Looting Kyle, and he's got a new logo with like treasure. What is that? It's a treasure chest to represent all the looting I'll be doing I'll and the be- games.
0: And then you can find me at Batman Chandlin. And then we're going to be doing some stuff at the Motor City Comic Con. So definitely, if you're going to be going to that, definitely try to find us. We're going to be there. We're going to be there in full force. Repping some Batman stuff. Handing out
2: cards. Rubbing Batman shit in your face. Like Like, like Batman shit. Like literally, Batman shit in your face. We're going to be like, take it! Um, (laughs) Smell it! (laughs) Eat it! (laughs) Where's the trigger? (laughs) Um, But no, really, what we're getting at here is... We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff coming up here in 2016, which is in full force and flying by fast. But uh, www.pen
0: or podcastempirenetwork.com. It's easy if you think about Podcast Empire Network as PEN. Yeah. P E N. So we're at Pen Crew. Um, and definitely look at look for more of that coming up with our new podcast. We're going to still be going forward with. Shanley Chan- on Batman and Lords, Lords of, of film, film are still
2: going to be there. On Batman.com is still going to exist for the time
0: being. So you can always check your uh, straight up Batman news there. And then it, our next podcast that we do will be t- finally talking about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh, that is finally man. here, isn't it? Yeah. Unless, uh, like 11 long days. Justin's seen in like a week, aren't you? Seven days. You shut seven your days. fucking mouth.
2: <laughs> you
0: probably going to have a heart attack the day of.
2: I hope so. <laughs> I almost hope so. That's when the apocalypse happens. <laughs> and that would be our luck, man. Um, Something else I want to throw out there, too. If you yourself have a podcast or have an idea for a podcast, we would love to talk to you and potentially give you a place to host your podcast from. It could be a podcast about anything. It doesn't have to be superhero or Batman related or even film related. It could be television. It could be television. It could Could be be about Marvel movies. It could be about juggling. It could be about working on cars. It could be about how much you love nature. Uh, We just want to host podcasts from our site. And we want to give people a good opportunity to have a place that Gets traffic, so their podcast and their voice will be heard. So make sure you hit us up, like Justin said. You can find us on Twitter, at Shanleen on Bat.
0: At Lords of Film. At we, Lords of We have Film. a new logo
2: for that. We did, yep. We finally got a logo up a year later.
3: <laughs> um,
2: some new followers. So that,
0: that page is actually doing semi-better now. Mm-hmm. Definitely hit up the Facebook pages that for that facebook.com Check
2: out DC Extended Multiverse on Facebook
0: while you're there too. That's a great page. I will be I I think I will be guest a guest on that new podcast. On the DC
2: Extended Multiverse podcast? Yeah. Yep, that's the one with Chris so, Olivia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that I think they he asked me if I would come on Sunday to Talk Man of Steel if everything works out. Nice. I will be there. Um but yeah, definitely check check that out. And like I said, next next the next episode you hear... From the show, unless something major happens, like, Ben Affleck decides he's not doing the next Batman film, will be about Batman v Superman, Dawn of
3: Justice. So, definitely, uh... I mean, maybe we could even do a, a episode on something that happens. Who knows? Maybe we could do a Man of Steel, a of the Film Podcast. Maybe, we'll see. We might be able to do something next week before BVS drops. So, so. just kind of... Uh, if my anxiety's not through the roof, yeah. So just kind of make sure you're following us on the internet. am literally
0: smoking about three cigarettes right now. A second, yeah. So, uh, th- that's it for episode fifty-seven. We hope you enjoyed. Definitely, if you can, if you have a second, you if you're listening to us, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, we're on the Batman podcast of course, Batman Podcast Network. We're we're all over the place. We're we got some old episodes on YouTube. If you if you just want to throw on YouTube, clean your house. Um, clean out your car. We're we, we are everywhere, so um, it's and scary. we're only growing. Yeah, it's
1: so like a tumor.
0: but for Get those the tumor. for those who are gonna for those people who are from around our area in Michigan and they're gonna be attending the Motor City Comic Con, definitely make sure you come up, talk to us. We'll be in full force. Um, just we're looking. Uh, we're just waiting for press passes. We j- I just uh, as of yesterday uh signed up for it so i don't know how long it takes uh, usually it's uh about three to four weeks so hopefully we hear something sooner than that this will be the first time i actually have to pay to get into the motor city comic-con so hopefully <laughs> that to be
2: a common person yeah
0: um so yeah definitely definitely come if you're going to be around for motor city comic-con please there's going to be a lot i mean Adam West is going to be there. Robin Lord Taylor is going to be there. Burt Ward is going to be there. Uh, the Walking Dead cast will be there. So, if, you know, just not Batman related. You want to do something a little bit more like that? There's going to be comic book ass will be there. So, anything else? That's it for us on episode 57. I'm Tom Harper.
1: I'm Justin Chanley and I'm myself. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>